0: I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer, and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. this is the third podcast I've recorded in a space of a very short amount of time, like literally an hour or two, because the others were interviewers and I'd already done the interview, so they don't take long. Anyway, I get so sick at the beginning. I can't tell you. Like, I just wish I could come up with something different. Or should I just not even say hello and welcome? Should I just like just start talking at you really viciously? <laughs> I hate it. Honestly, it reaches really does. not headed Anyway... So I've already started like I've redone this one twice because I've messed up. But anyway. Uh, and I don't I don't mess up very often. well, I'm gonna take that back. I do mess up, but I don't delete the recordings very often because you need to know that people are human and I am human. And I think you might disagree, let me know, that you quite like the fact that I am human and this isn't super polished and this is not scripted at all. Like, seriously, not scripted. In fact, if you could see what was in front of me now, it's literally one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bullet points of things that I need to or want to touch on as I'm talking to you today. And you have to remember, I've been doing this for 215 episodes. So, like, without, I was about to say, so I'm good at this, but I hate blowing my own trumpet. Although I was listening to something the other day, I was listening to a podcast where they talked about you need to, and I'm going to have to check this actually, uh, I'm literally going to check what she said as I'm talking to you. Basically, she was saying that that's it. Lots of people are really good at showing authenticity posts, which I think I'm very good at the authenticity thing, but we need to be showing more authority posts. And not that this is what I was going to talk about today, but actually I'm kind of glad this came up because this is something that I struggle with and something that I'm working on because my husband will say to me a lot that he doesn't understand, and neither do I sometimes, why the people I coach have bigger memberships than I do. And I asked someone the other day, uh, someone who um, was interviewing me, but ha- I happen to know, they were in an- another membership and and yet they know me and I've worked with them. And I said, Why did you choose that membership and not mine? I'm just interested. And I said to this person, she, t- she told me the reasons why she chose that membership. And at the time, I don't think she really knew me at that point. But anyway. And then I said, So you do know I coach them? And she was like, What? And I said, Yeah. And then she mentioned some other names to me who are in the similar industry. And I went, Yeah, I've coached them too. And it's starting to very slowly dawn on me that I should be talking about this more, that the experts that you might be in memberships for, obviously I'm making a very sweeping statement there, are people that come to me for help. And I think I've got to get comfortable in saying, why would you go to other people when they come to me? Why not just come straight to me? Now, Obviously, there are many reasons why people choose different people and different memberships, and I get that totally. But it's just interesting that one thing I'm probably not very good at is saying I've been in marketing for 16 years. I've been employed. I've worked with humongous companies, like heading up marketing for Land Rover. I've worked with teeny tiny companies where I had to do everything. And I started off my life as marketing, fax marketing, like literally sending faxes. It was a thing, and yeah, and I know what I'm talking about, and I hang around with some pretty cool people in my space. I know what I'm talking about, so yeah, it's hard. It's super, super hard. I think I need to get better at, in a nice way, showing off in a, and that's not necessarily what I want to do, but in saying actually, I am, I am good at this stuff, and I'm so good that other coaches come to me or other experts come to me. To find out how to do things. And I just need to get that across a bit more. But anyway, that's not what I was coming on here to talk about. But I just found it really interesting that, like I said, this lady was on about authority posts as well as authenticity posts. And I think I've been doing a lot of authenticity posts and a lot of like, you know, like I joke all the time, I'm not very professional on the podcast. I, you know, I am good fun. I like to make things liked, but maybe people don't take my credibility. In, in the way that they need to take it because of those things. So anyway, I feel like this is turning into a strategy session for my brand, um, which it's not. But yeah, like it, anyway, it was just really interesting. So it made me think, and I don't know whether that ridiculousness has just made you think and are you doing enough of it? Are you telling people how amazing you are? Because I know I'm not. I'm not doing it enough. So it's something I need to work on. Okay. That isn't what today's episode is about, FYI. So Today's episode actually is about scaling up. Obviously, I've had my business in total for seven years. I've had the online business for about, I always forget, I should probably check the facts one day, four, five years, maybe four years, three years. I don't know. Anyway, and obviously during that time, things have scaled up. My brand has scaled, my awareness has scaled, my team has scaled, what we do has scaled. And I just wanted to do a podcast episode on what scaling up looks like and what some of the challenges are, because I don't know about you, but when I started, I thought if I could just get past this bit, if I could just do this bit, then everything will feel so much better. I'll feel so so much more confident, so much more organized. I won't be as busy. I won't feel as stressed. And I'm so sorry to tell you that it isn't quite as simple as that. It just, and I've talked about this before on the podcast. It doesn't get easier. It just gets different. And I just want to give you an idea of what scaling up looks like. And actually some of the things that you might want to consider when you're scaling up. So, and, and it, there are some very different challenges and I just want to kind of show you what some of those challenges are. Do not get me wrong. When I swap this, not in a million years, I flip flipping love what I do. I just want to let you know what some of those challenges might be. Okay, so the very first one is managing people. Now, obviously, when you just start and it's just you, you don't have to manage anybody. I've obviously managed people in my past life. I've managed lots of people, I've managed huge teams of people. It is different, though, managing them within my business. And also, I manage freelancers. All of my team, even the full time ones, are freelance. They basically work for me on a freelance basis. None of them are physically employed by me. That was just a decision that I chose to go with. I think probably from an admin point of view, I just couldn't bear the thought of actually employing somebody full-time in the business, which I know is going to be the next scale up and I will have to. But at this point I manage freelancers. So obviously when you're starting off, you don't have people to manage and that can be tricky. So for instance, today, I am recording some podcasts and I'm recording some videos because one of my team who do the editing, Phil, who does the editing is going off on holiday. So that obviously has an impact on me and and my priorities and stuff, which is perfectly understandable. And I allow them holidays. I mean, they like to take them. I'm not keen. I'm joking. Um, But yeah, so, you know, that's one thing. Another thing is managing people, how they work. So some people I've worked with have not been great. They've not given me stuff when I wanted it, or they've been a bit slow in giving me stuff, or it's not been at the quality I need it. And it's managing that and managing the fact of you're bringing them on, bringing them part of your team, trusting you, trusting you, trusting them, them trusting you. you Fair enough. Um, There's lots of aspects in that that is obviously different and causes new and different challenges. The other thing that's interesting is I find that Alongside juggling, sorry, managing people, I juggle a lot. So when you're managing people, they are doing work for you, which is lovely and wonderful. However, you need sight over all that work. So obviously, I've got the team, but I know kind of, hopefully, at any one point, what they're all dealing with and what they're working with. and Obviously, some team members, I need to make sure that they have work, because if they don't, I'll be paying them for nothing, which in some cases, I don't mind that, but obviously, in an ideal world, you want to make sure that you're paying people you know, for work they've done, but it relies on me. Secondly, like some processes, I will do so much and then they will take the rest. But it doesn't mean I can forget about that process. I might have to pick something up at the end or I might have to remember something. So I find that now we've got lots of lovely people working for me and I adore my team. I think they're amazing. I'm also juggling a lot more things in my brain because it's like I was just doing a little brainstorm yesterday about some things I want to organise. And I know that obviously I'm going to have to organize the first bit. I'm going to have to come up with the strategy. I'm going to have to come up with the process. But then once I have, someone else takes it over. But it doesn't mean that that disappears off my brain altogether. Obviously, the other thing about scaling up is you need processes and I was very reluctant, not for any reason, just rubbish at this stuff. So my first team member, Katie, tried, tried, tried so hard to get me focused and to use systems and put things in place and I was just rubbish. And then it got to the point where I got another team member and another team member and then a full-time team member and I had to bring these things in place it just couldn't work but i'm still learning this is not done by any stretch of the imagination i am still bringing in processes all the time so again that's super important that that when we talk about you kind of putting in some processes even when it's just you if you can you're going to save yourself so much time later whereas i didn't and therefore i was just well I just have to now do all the processes. I'm just going through my list. I'm trying to put them in some vague order. We'll see. So I've put, you spend your time doing different things. So the same way as you're juggling a lot, we do many different things now. So whereas before, at the beginning, it might have been very simple because we didn't do that much. And therefore my focus was only on like the podcast, a bit of social media and the academy. Now we... be juggling lots of other things and therefore my focus is on other things and I'm doing different things. Also, when I say, in fact, I know what I meant by that note as well now, is that I spend my time focusing on different areas in the sense of, like I said, I might not do the process, but I have to focus on what that process looks like and why we do it and what the need of it is and all of that sort of good stuff. So, I will focus on and spend time Looking at a bigger picture and thinking a bit wider, I obviously just thought over the next few weeks or months, and now I think year ahead. I've put you have to become really organised, which kind of goes along with the processes and the team. I've got to be organised. Because, like I said, if I didn't get these things done for Phil to go on holiday, the podcast wouldn't come out. Well, it would. I'd have to edit it, though. And I'd put more work on my plate and I wouldn't be as good. All those other reasons. So you do have to be organised. And that's hard. Like when you're juggling a lot of things, that's not always easy. But what I always find is I bring myself back to centre all the time. So I will often sit. Well, as you know, I plan my days and I plan my week, but I will often do a very quick like notes of everything that's going on in my world and then like just quickly review where i am with everything also becoming more organized thing means things like using trello or slack or those kind of systems that help you to stay organized so at any one time we can see where we are with the podcast or i can see where we are with booking guests for next year for the academy to do training okay what else have i got on my list So, the next thing I've got is you invest more. So, I find that, and actually, my other point that's down here is you spend as much as you make. Now, I'm not saying that's the case for everybody, but I have found that the people I go to, as I was talking about at the beginning of this, that lots of, you know, the people in the UK, I guess I've had some of the coaches come to me. I go to huge people and they cost money. And the reason I go and get, training or support or coaching or mentorship through those people is because they are ahead of me, way ahead of me where I want to be. And they are great connections. So I've had to invest more in that side of it. That's something that I've done the entire way through my business. You should be with people that you look up to, that you want to work with, that inspire you that motivate you, that you like, and you should find those people and work with them. And sometimes working with them looks like you're spending money with them. I'm the same. Jasmine Starr, I've bought her stuff. I'm a member of social curator. Amy Porterfield, all those many years ago, I bought her course. I've been in James Wedmore's Next Level. I've been in lots of different things. Sorry, I keep almost keep going to yawn, which is really bad, but it's about seven o'clock here. I've had a very busy day recording stuff, so I'm trying so hard to stifle yawn. and I don't want to keep pausing and stopping because it really affects like the flow and my flow. Anyway, I'm gonna like take a deep breath and ignore the fact that I yeah, don't even say the word. So, yeah, so you do find yourself investing, or I did investing more in bigger things. I have people who are ready to move to the next stage who come and join the 90 day program because that's a great way to get into the next stage. And when I say you spend as much as you make, I want you to remember that sometimes it's super easy to look at someone and think, gosh, look how much they must be making. I always do the math. I love that. Find a membership, find out how much it charges and then do the math. And then you go, wowzers. However, what you're not paying attention to there is their outgoings. And my outgoings have gone up considerably as I've scaled. My team, my systems, software, processes, like my um investing in other people like all of that means that you know ads i do ads i pay for my sales pages to be created for me all of that adds to the fact that you're spending more so even though you're making more i have found that i've spent more I'm trying to stifle that yawn again if you're listening to this in the first in the morning you're gonna think this is bad because <laughs> like <laughs> it's the end of the day for me and i'm a bit tired let me just check i've said everything on my list you no. Uh, yeah. Okay. So a couple of things that don't change. You don't stop having imposter syndrome. I am so very sorry to tell you, but you don't. You still feel at every single stage. Who the hell am I? Someone's going to find me out. What am I thinking? Who did I think that I could do this? Every stage. And I know people much higher stage than me who still think the same. So I think that you need to realize that that might still be there. The other thing that I that is kind of a problem, and I guess still stays, but actually gets harder, is it gets harder to say I'm a big deal. So when you're, when I was like just starting off, and I was speaking locally, and then I would get picked up sort of nationally, and then picked up internationally, it was it was easier then to go, wow, look, look at this, I've been invited to do, and look how people see me and view me, and how brilliant is this, and that actually gets much harder to do now. It gets really hard to go, yeah, it's, I'm a big deal. <laughs> oh, no, I hate saying it. But you know what I mean? Like it gets harder to go, I'm good at what I do and come and learn with me or work with me or whatever. And the other thing that doesn't change, you still look at competitors. You still look at other people. And I try very hard not to do this. And in fact, I have worked really hard at not looking at my phone because it's so true when it talks about the morning routine and that you get up and the very first thing you do is look at your phone and then you see something on social that pees you off. And you're like, Oh, how did they get to do that? Or why are they doing that? Or how are they looking so organized all the time and I'm not? Like those things come up all the time and I think you've got to protect yourself from them. It's something I work very hard to protect myself from because that is no help to anybody. I cannot control what other people do. I can only control what I do. And if looking at my phone and seeing something in the morning irritates me or upsets me, that isn't going to make me overly productive for the rest of the day or put me in the right frame of mind for the rest of the day. So even though I can still be bothered by looking at competitors or people who are in my industry doing what I do... I try super hard not to let it. And I also, like I said, try and avoid viewing things on social and getting taken down that rabbit hole. It's really not worth it. Does not do anything for you or your business or your productivity. Okay, there we go. I hope that's helpful. If you, you know, like I said, this is not meant to put you off. This is not meant to think. Geez, I don't want to scale. I love it. I love the fact that I have a team. I love the fact of I help. I get to help more people, and I have more people in my membership, and more people ask me to do nice things, like speak in places, and I get put up for things. Like, in fact, I found out the other day that I was. I can't even think what it was. I was named in the top one hundred content marketers internationally or something, which was really nice. And I looked down the list and I couldn't see anybody else in my world that was on the list. That's kind of cool that I got picked up for that. So yes, scaling is cool for many, many reasons, but I also want to be realistic with you because that is what you get from me. You get hopefully inspiration and motivation, but you also get that touch of realism because I'm not going to sit there and tell you that it's super easy and it's brilliant and ace and it's all sunshine and roses because it isn't always but do i love it yes would i change it for the world no so that's where i want you to be okay i'm going to leave you to it for this week have a great week if you haven't reviewed the podcast i would really appreciate it as you know getting views views listens on the podcast is not the easiest thing in the world and uh, when you do a review it really helps so i thank you very much. If you can go and do one, I would really appreciate it. Okay. I will be back next week with an interview with Melita Campbell talking all about niching, which is really, it's a really good conversation. I think you're going to really like it. So I will see you then. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then I would love it so very much if you were happy enough to head over to iTunes and give me a review.